Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar. Ashhadu إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولًا سديدًا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعاذنا الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters 
the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, the life story, the biography of the Prophet ﷺ is a grand narrative, a grand narrative of struggle. The Quraysh opposed the Prophet ﷺ and his mission for many, many reasons. And these reasons would change over time as Allah increased the power and spread of the message of Al-Islam. After the Prophet ﷺ received the command of his Lord to migrate from Mecca to Medina, and he traveled north to the city of Al-Madina. He then had in that blessed city of light a base of power. And there in the city of light, Al-Madinatul Munawwara, the Prophet ﷺ gathered around him the Muhajirun, the migrants, and the Ansar, the helpers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased him in his authority and power and his influence. And the deen began to grow and spread and more and more people became, became Muslim. And it was in that context that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a verse of the Qur'an describing the internal state of his longtime opponents of Quraysh. And it was in the form of a rhetorical question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about Quraysh during the time when the Prophet was in Medina, he revealed, Am ala min He revealed, or do they envy the people for the bounties Allah has given them? Or do they envy the people for the blessings, the bounties Allah has given them? Who are these people, dear brothers and sisters? The great Sahabi Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, he says that an-nas in this verse does not refer to the people as a collective, but it actually refers to the greatest person, the person of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This means that the verse is saying or do they envy the greatest person, the Prophet ﷺ, for what Allah has given him of his bounties? Because the Prophet ﷺ collected immense bounties from his Lord. They envied him because of his character. They envied him because of his eloquence. They envied him because of his innate goodness, his integrity. And they also envied him because of his tremendous influence and impact on the hearts of others. They envied him due to his leadership and his ability to command loyalty to the highest degree. Dear brothers and sisters, people envy others who have good things that they want but do not have. So if you have blessings in your life, and all of you do, alhamdulillah, then there is a chance that you are mahsud, that you are the object of someone else's envy. Maybe there are people who envy you for what Allah has given you of His bounties and blessings. Dear brothers and sisters, last 
two khutbas ago, we were speaking about the story of Cain and Abel in the Qur'an and how Cain was envious of Abel and killed him out of jealousy. And then a week later, we spoke about superstitions, khurafat, and the cure for the disease of envy and the cure for the disease of superstitious beliefs is quite simple, but not always easy. And that cure is to live with certainty that there is no one who can bring benefit or harm except Allah. It is to live with absolute certainty that there is no one who is the giver and the withholder except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we say, La nafi' wa la dar illallah. There is no one who can bring benefit or harm except Allah. Living with that certainty banishes superstitious beliefs. And we say, La mu'ti wa la mani' illallah. There is no one who gives or withholds in reality except Allah. And living that with certainty should banish envy from our hearts. Dear brothers and sisters, Abu Dawood records in his Sunan from the words of the Prophet He said, beware of envy, because envy consumes good deeds just as fire consumes wood. Envy eats up one's good deeds because it leads to anger. Envy leads to jealousy. Envy leads to resentment. Envy leads to hatred. It leads to gossip. Envy leads to backbiting. Envy leads to wishing harm on other people and feeling happy when they suffer. As a person grows in envy, they begin to take on the qualities of shaitan himself. Imam Tabarani records in his Mu'jam al-Kabir that the Prophet ﷺ says, لا يزال الناس بخير ما لم يتحاسدوا People will remain good as long as they do not envy one another. What this means should be plain and clear to all of us, dear brothers and sisters. This means that if you strive to live right, if you strive to please Allah, if you strive to earn the halal in your life, you will be in a good state. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. You won't be perfect, but you'll be in a good state because you're on the right track. But if you begin to take on qualities of envy and jealousy, if you become a hater, then you will become a person of hasad and you will not have khair in your life. It will dissipate and gradually become less and less in your life. People will remain good as long as they do not envy one another. The mafhumul mukhalafa, the converse understanding of this hadith, is that people will lose out on good once they start to envy each other. Dear brothers and sisters, we have a hadith recorded by Imam al-Bayhaqi 
in which he mentions with his chain to Prophet Zakariya salam, who says that Allah Jalla wa'ala says, لَحَاسِدٌ عَدُوُّ نِعْمَتِي مُتَسَخِّطٌ لِقَضَائِي غَيْرَ غَرَاضٍ بِقِسْمَتِي أَلَّتِي قَسَمْتُ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ أو بَيْنَ عِبَادِي He says that Allah says, the envious person is an enemy of my blessings and he is dissatisfied with my decision and is displeased with what I have apportioned among my servants. So what is hasad? What is the reality of this disease, dear brothers and sisters? Hasad is when a person desires that another person lose a blessing that they have. And it doesn't matter what the object of envy is. It could be a material object, or it could be a position. It could be anything. But when a person desires that someone else lose a blessing that they have, that is hasad. And the one who harbors that internal state, that desire, this person is a hasid. They are an envious person. They're a jealous person. They are a hater. Now what are the signs of hasid? What are the signs that a person is harboring that kind of feeling inside of their heart? There are many signs. Some, one may include anger. Sometimes the envious person is expressing anger at someone just because they're jealous. Why do they have such and such? Why do they have this or that? Who do they think they are? They're angry at a person for nothing. They didn't do anything to them. They're just angry at them because they have something they don't have. And sometimes envy looks like backbiting. The person who is envious may express that envy through ghiba, backbiting and gossiping about the person they're jealous over, talking trash about them when they're not around, saying things behind their back just because they're a hasid, a hater, an envious person. Sometimes envy is expressed through what the Arabs call shamata. And shamata is when you are happy and gloating over the misfortune of another person. Something bad happens in their life, you find out about it, and if you're harboring envy towards that person, maybe you show happiness that something bad happened to them. Oh, they got into a car accident? Oh, too bad. I guess they'll learn their lesson. It's a gloating attitude, shamata. Sometimes that is a reflection of someone's internal envy. But what makes this disease of hasad so deadly is that it attacks the root of Iman, the root of faith. Because it is the state of the heart or the ego that says, It's not saying it verbally, but it's the state. It's as if that person's ego is saying, Allah gave that blessing to the wrong person. It's an entitled and shaitani, childish way of thinking. It is the state of the person who says to themselves, I deserve it more than them, and they're wrong for having it when I don't have it. That is hasad. But here's the thing. The envious person, they're not going to say literally, I am jealous over so-and-so having XYZ because... I think that Allah gave it to the wrong person. 
No one can ever say that. If anyone ever said that, anyone who says that Allah gave something to the wrong person, that is kufr, that is a statement of disbelief. No one says that. But it is the internal state of the ego as if it's saying that to itself. It's this internal belief that it's as if it went to the wrong person and therefore they're envious. The envious person will often couch their envy in snide remarks. They will often hide their envy in hateful comments. They will often conceal their envy with sarcasm or criticism or happiness when the one they envy is having a hard time or suffering from some misfortune. How come they got married before I did? Look at that person's nice car. How does he have such a nice car? He must have cheated someone to get it. How is he so successful in his business? He must think he's better than everyone else. She is so beautiful. I bet she thinks she is hot stuff and she thinks that she's better than everyone else. Why do people like her so much when she's such a stuck-up snob? You see, this is the language of the hasid, the envious person. Maybe that person is a snob. Maybe that person is cheating in their business. Who knows? But they don't know. It's an assumption based on their internal state of hasad, of envy. This is the language of the hasid. The language of the envious person is projection. They project their own state and their own attitude on the one they envy. As we said, this is a very deadly sin because it is not rooted in our biology. It is a shaitani sin. It is a shaitani sin that is incredibly destructive to our iman. When you look in the example, in the time of the Prophet who were the most envious of people? The mushrikun of Quraysh and the hypocrites. We already mentioned what the Quraysh said about the Prophet about how they were envious of him. What about the hypocrites? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the hypocrites, the munafiqun in the Qur'an and says, إِن تَمْسَسْكُمْ حَسَنَةٌ تَسُؤْهُمْ وَإِن تُصِبَكُمْ سَيِّئَةٌ يَفْرَحُوا بِهَا If some good thing comes your way, if some good fortune comes your way, they are upset about it. It disquiets them. It bothers them that something good happens to you. And if some misfortune comes your way, they are joyous about it. They're happy when you suffer. They're happy to see you fall. They're happy to see something bad happen in your life. That is the quality of the hypocrites. But what about the believers? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also describes the quality of the believers as they are with one another. And Allah ta'ala describes the attitude of the ansar with the muhajirun. And he says, لَا يَجِدُونَ فِي صُدُورِهِمْ حَاجَةً مِمَّا أُوتُوا Allah Ta'ala says about the Ansar, they do not find in their breast any desire for what they were given, the Muhajirun. They lived lives of mutual respect and love, not of envy and jealousy and hatred. So why do people succumb to this disease? <coughs> why do people become envious over other people for what Allah has given them. 
The human ego is a complex thing, and human beings are complicated. But there are patterns that we can discern in our life, the signs of ego, the signs of envy, and how they come to, rise, come to be. Some people become envious of others because they're haters. They just harbor hatred and rancor and resentment against someone. So because they dislike that person to begin with, they don't want anything good coming into their life. Because they already don't like them for whatever reason, justified or otherwise, when something good happens to that person, they're envious. They don't want them to have that good thing. So sometimes envy comes from sheer hatred and resentment. Sometimes people are envious because they're arrogant. They're proud. They think that they're better than other people. So if they think they're better than other people, and those other people get something in life that they don't have, they feel that that belongs to me. I should have that, not them. How dare they have something good in life that I don't have? I am better than them. So why do they have something I do not have? They shouldn't have it. And then sometimes people are envious just because they're miserable. Just because they're miserable. They don't have a particular hatred towards a person. They don't have a particular state of arrogance towards the one they envy. But they envy them and want their blessings to be removed because they are nihilistic and miserable. And they cannot stand to see other people happy and enjoy blessings. As they say, misery loves company. So if they are feeling, feeling miserable, they may express that by wishing others to be miserable just like them. Envious that they would have something that makes them happy while they are unhappy. So when a Muslim, male or female, has envy towards his or her fellow Muslim, they are lacking a key quality of Iman. And that quality is found in the words of the Prophet ﷺ. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. None of you truly believe until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. This is the exact opposite of hasad, of envy. It's as if the Prophet ﷺ is saying, you will not have true iman until you remove hasad from your hearts, because the mu'min. The believer loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Whereas the hasid, He dislikes that for his brother what he likes for himself. He wants it, but he doesn't want it for that other person. Dear brothers and sisters, envy is a complex and ancient human failing. But one of the ironies of envy is that it's actually a form of self-punishment because the envious person is punishing themselves more than they are punishing anyone else. They are miserable because they feel a lack in their life and they feel resentment that others have what they don't. It is quoted from the great fifth Khalifa, Sayyidina Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, radiallahu anhu, he said, Ma ra'aytu zaliman 
أَشْبَهَ بِمَظْلُومٍ مِثْلَ الْحَاسِدِ I have never seen, he said, an oppressor who looks like one oppressed more than the envier because he's all, always disturbed and craving. So the person who is envious is punishing themselves and they hurt themselves more than they hurt the person they envy. <coughs> Someone once said that resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. And that's kind of what envy is like too. It is more of a self-punishment than a punishment towards the one they envy. Envy rots at the roots of Iman because ultimately it is an opposition to what Allah has decreed. That person with the successful business whom you envy, who blessed him with that business? Who made him successful? Allah. That girl who found a nice husband, who facilitated and made that marriage easy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you dislike any blessing that another person has received, in reality you are disliking what Allah ta'ala has decreed. Now the envious person is not going to say that, but their had, their state, is like they are saying Allah gave that blessing to the wrong person. So if you want something like what they have, you have to put in the work. You have to make a plan. You have to show up. You have to put in the work and you have to earn it. We're not going to get things by whining, by complaining, and by being envious of those who did put in the work, who did get blessed by Allah Ta'ala for whatever Allah gave them. This is a weakness of the self, to be envious, dear brothers and sisters. And hasad is a display of ugliness, so we must not ever be haters. Now maybe you're hearing this and thinking of people in your life, and maybe you say to yourself, this is all true, but that person whom Allah has given those blessings, that person I know in my life who has been given this and that blessing, they lie and they cheat, and yet they get what they desire of this world. So this is hasad still, but it's framed as hasad hating something bad. I'm envious of this person because they have all this stuff and they get it through lying and cheating. That's true. It is possible that a person may have more than us and they obtained it by haram means. But understand that the bounties, the blessings Allah gave them are test. They are test. And they may even be a source of their own destruction. Allah Ta'ala gives people things of this dunya as a test, sometimes as a way of causing them to earn more sin. So if that is the reality, He may give some people more and they increase in their own destruction. They increase in the haram. So if that is the case, is that a person that one should be jealous over? Should any of us be jealous that Allah has given someone test and causes of their own destruction. We don't want that for ourselves. So we have to have everything in the right frame. Accept what Allah Ta'ala has decreed. Ask Allah for His fadl. Seek it and use the means, but do not play God. 
because we cannot change what Allah has decreed. We have to let go of envy and jealousy. We have to relieve our hearts of anger and resentment, to let go of anxiety, and to free ourselves from this shaytani trait of hasad, of envy and jealousy. We ask Allah to remove from us all forms of envy and jealousy, to banish from our hearts all resentment, and to fill our hearts instead with contentment, with satisfaction with His decree, and to focus on what will benefit us in this life and in the next. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيدنا محمد الصادق الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن استنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد. Dear brothers and sisters, one of the wise sages in the past, one of the hukama, they said that the envious person, the hasid, contends with Allah in five ways. ينازر ربه he contends with his Lord in five ways. Number one, the envious person hates blessings that anyone has other than himself. Number two, the envious person objects to Allah's decree as if he is saying, why did he give so and so such and such thing? Number three, the envious person wants to withhold Allah's blessings from others. Number four, the envious person is resentful of Allah's servants and disappointed when Allah's servants are blessed. And number five, he helps his sworn enemy, Iblis, against himself. These are all true. And these are all found in the state of the envious person. But if you asked an envious person, they would never say, I hate blessings that others have. They would never say, I object to Allah's decree. They would never say, I want Allah to withhold His blessings from others. They would never say, I resent Allah's servants. And they would never say, I want to help Iblis against myself. No, they would never say that. Most people still want to feel good about themselves. So they couch their envy in sometimes religious garb. Or they tell themselves a story. They spin a narrative for themselves to make their envy justified. So they feel good about themselves. Understand, dear brothers and sisters, people always have a good reason for what they do. And then they have a real reason for what they do. Sometimes envy wears a mask. The good reason is the reason they tell you, the one that you might accept. But the real reason is the one they don't tell you the one that really drove their action. This is an incredibly important life lesson, dear brothers and sisters. So I wish to repeat this. Pay very close attention to what I say. The good reason is what people tell you. 
the one that you might accept. And the real reason is the one they don't tell you, the one that really drove their action. The problem, dear brothers and sisters, is that we may fall prey to hasad ourselves, but we convince ourselves that we're not haters, we're not envious people, we're not jealous. And we tell ourselves the good reason, and we downplay the real reason that's buried inside of our ego. So we have to be very mindful of this disease and never assume that hasad is the disease of all of those people and I'm free of it. Never assume that you're free of any of these diseases that Allah has warned about in the Qur'an. So let's assume that it's something we have to wrestle with and we have to analyze and find and root out of ourselves. How do we do that? What is the cure for getting rid of envy? There are many ways to treat the disease of envy, but at the top of the list is ma'rifatullahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is having intimate recognition and knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing Allah as al-mani' and al-mu'ti, the giver and the withholder. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us in one of his du'as, he would say frequently after the prayer, in one of those du'as, he would always say, Allahumma la mani'a lima a'tayt, wa la mu'tiya lima mana'at. O Allah, there is no one to prevent or withhold what you have given, and there is no one to give what you have withheld. Repeat that to yourself. Internalize that. Knowing that is the main remedy for getting rid of hasad. To know also that hasad is harmful. It harms us more than the one we envy. We have to think about its harms and how ugly it is as a quality to have. We have to remind ourselves of who has given everyone the blessings they have in their life. We have to reflect on how envy is the primary quality of shaitan himself. And we have to reflect on the hasid, the envier, in how his envy doesn't actually help him, nor does it remove the blessing of the person he envies. It's just a shaitanic desire and disease. And lastly, we have to take an assessment of our life, and we have to commit to improve our life and strive to please Allah Ta'ala with discipline and focus, seeking the good things that Allah has allowed us to seek and ask Him for help in acquiring those things. Dear brothers and sisters, traveling the path of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and His Ridwan, His pleasure, requires that we cut the excess loads that weigh us down. And how can we travel that path to Allah's pleasure if we are weighed down with very basic and ancient human follies like envy, resentment, jealousy, rancor, and so on. This is why we need to remind ourselves of these ancient diseases and make an effort to remove them. And so we ask Allah Ta'ala to facilitate their removal from our hearts. Amen. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant us ikhlas, sincerity, in word and in deed and to remove from us all of the diseases that distance us from you. Remove from us, O oh Allah, all envy and jealousy, 
all rancor, all resentment, and pride from our hearts, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And allow us, O oh Allah, to see all blessings as coming from you, those you give us and those you give others. And do not leave us to our own devices, O oh Allah. Allahumma la mani'a lima a'tayt, wa la mu'atiya lima mana'at, wa la yanfa'u dhal jaddi minka al-jadd. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على سيرنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوموا إلى الصلاة